0: Our Sunday school this uh, week, our Sunday school lesson this week is the resurrection. We had the death uh, last week. Now we've got uh, the resurrection. Uh, the account is the resurrection is all four gospels, of course it is, and actually also uh, in um, Paul's letters. Uh, but uh, so it's in all four gospels, of course. But we're taking it mainly from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter twenty-eight, verses one to ten. Long Gospel. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. Law and gospel. Our sins put Jesus in the grave. They brought him down to this. But, of course, uh, Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. And uh, after that, uh, death could no longer hold him. Uh, He raises victorious. And having paid the full price of our sins, uh, we know that we too shall die. Rise, uh, so Matthew twenty-eight uh, verses one to ten. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. Uh, went to view the tomb. Uh, first day of the week, Well, that's the day we call Sunday, of course, and we worship on Sunday for this very reason. We worship on Sunday because it is the day that our Lord was raised from the dead. And in the Old Testament, they worshiped on Saturday because it was the day that God rested from the work of creation, but uh, the thing that God does for us in Christ's death and resurrection, the work he works in that is far greater than the, the work of his creation. Uh, he not only made and created us, but here he gives himself and sacrifices himself for our sins and remakes us in his own image. uh, And raising from the dead gives us the promise of life as well. So that's the day that we celebrate. And every Sunday is a celebration, uh, to some extent, of Easter. We have different holidays, different focuses that we focus on uh, throughout the year. But every single Sunday is a reminder Jesus lives and is risen from the dead. And we rejoice and praise and, and thank God for that resurrection uh, every single Sunday. That's the reason we worship on Sunday. So Sunday morning, as the week was dawning, Matthew says, uh, the other Gospels put it in a slightly different way. Matthew says, as it was beginning to dawn, While you know, uh, John says, while it was still dark, uh, Luke and, and Mark both say, uh, when it was still very early. Mark says, very early. Luke says, still very early. There's really no problem there. Some people who want to find fault with Scripture uh, make a big deal of those differences, saying, well, Matthew says the sun was rising and John says it was still dark. Well, if it was just beginning to rise, you know, it would still be uh, quite dark. They started off when it was dark and it was rising as they were walking to the tomb. There's really no need to make a a big deal there. Uh, The point is it was just at the crack of dawn. They were on their way to uh to the tomb, and they their purpose was to prepare Jesus' body properly for burial. Uh, you may remember his body had been kind of thrown into the tomb quickly because they didn't have time to properly prepare it. Uh, now they were going to come in and wrap it and anoint it with the oils and the, the incense and everything that they usually did at, at burial. But, of course, they were wasting their time because, as we all know, the body was no longer there, and Jesus did not need to be prepared for his burial. Uh, As they were on their way then, uh, verse 2, suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. And verse 3, his appearance was like lightning and his robe was as white as snow. Earthquakes are something that often accompany God's visitation to man. There was an earthquake when God came down to the people on Mount Sinai to to speak his law. Uh, There was an earthquake with with, uh, Elijah uh, when he was talking to God. Um, there are other cases uh, when when God's visitation is accompanied by an earthquake and which is very much a show of his power right so uh, it's a it's a demonstration of God's the fullness of God's glory and power uh, coming down to visit his people now you notice the angel is a representative of God he's, he stands in the presence of God he he represents God's glory and power and so the earth shudders at his coming uh, especially because he's coming to to um, Cast aside uh, the enemies of God, right? The Roman soldiers are standing there at the tomb, trying to trying to stop uh, the resurrection of Christ, and and the angels not having any of it. So that's very much the power of God at at show there, uh, being demonstrated. But you notice that the difference between the angel and Jesus's own appearing. Uh, the angel comes with the earthquake. He comes shining like white, like light, uh, right? Uh, he comes in the glory of God. But when the women later on see Jesus, we're going to get to that in a second, uh, He he, Jesus appears in a normal way, and so we have uh, the angel representing the, the glory of God, not the full glory of God, because that would destroy anyone who saw it, right? But uh, representing that glory and power of God, but Jesus still comes uh, to talk to us in that human form uh, so that that we don't need to be afraid of, um, it's showing us God's love and mercy and, and the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, the, the angel rolled back the stone and and was sitting on it. Uh, he didn't do this in order to let Jesus out. Uh, Jesus was already gone from the grave. Uh, Jesus was already arisen. Uh, so Jesus arose and left. He didn't need the, the stone rolled away in order to leave that prison. That prison could no longer contain him uh, now that he had paid the full price of our sins. Uh, but uh, the angel rolls the, the stone away as, de- as a demonstration of the truth that Jesus was risen from the dead. And that's exactly what the angel says to the women, as you're going to see in a second. Come and look for yourself. Uh, the tomb is empty. Uh, the guards were so shaken with fear for him, verse 4 this is, uh, that they became like dead men. They didn't actually die, but they were unconscious. They fell down unconscious. Uh, they were there to try and stop the disciples taking the body away uh, but they could not stand of course against God and against his plan and that kind of reminds us back uh, before Jesus's crucifixion in the garden uh, when he said I am he and they all fell down right they couldn't stand before God's power and uh, we remember uh, jesus Jesus's words to Peter said look if if I wanted if I didn't want to be taken captive uh, if you know if I didn't want to let these soldiers do what they came to do I could pray now and God could send me a legion of angels. Well, here we have just one angel, uh, and at his presence, the Roman soldiers fall down unconscious and become like dead men. Uh, Jesus wouldn't have even needed legions of angels. One angel was enough uh, to fulfill God's will. But at that time, uh, Jesus was willing to go with the soldiers to go to die. Now, having died and paid the full price of our sins, uh, the Roman soldiers cannot keep him locked up uh, like they thought they could back then. But again, at the presence of the angels, they fall down. Uh, Verse 5, but the angel told the women, don't be afraid, because I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is arisen, just as he said. Come and see the place where the lord lay the angel just like all angels whenever they appear to men the first thing they say is do not fear because of course at that presence uh, at that glory of god seeing that glory of god uh, that the angel is not the full glory of god but the even the smaller glory of god that that shines through those angels uh, man cannot help but to tremble in fear but there is no need to fear them. They have not come to bring God's judgment, but to come. They have come to bring the glorious news, the wonderful news. Jesus is risen from the dead, and because he is risen, we are no longer in our sin, but we will rise also. Don't be afraid. Come and look. He is not here. The empty tomb. It's one of the most important truths of history. We might say, uh, the 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 fact that Jesus's body was gone, uh, because it was no longer dead, and it was no longer in the tomb, but it was risen. Uh, many people have commented that if, if anyone could at any time produce the body of Christ, and this was true back then just as much as it was true now, if the Jews could have produced the body of Christ, if they could have found it and said, yep, here is the 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 body of Christ, then they would have proven Christianity wrong. Uh, they would have proven that Jesus didn't die for our sins, that he wasn't the Son of God. Um, and they, they, you know, if the body had still been dead, the Jews were the ones who would have had it because they set the Roman guard there. Uh, so the fact that there is no body, that the tomb is empty, uh Proves that Jesus is risen from the dead, and no body has ever been found or produced. Of course, because uh, the body is risen, and, and the women see it living uh, in just a in just a little bit. So the the empty tomb, uh, the uh, the resurrection of Christ is the crucial uh, important thing for our Christianity, uh, because we know that he's he's not there because he is arisen. Uh Come see the place where they, where he lay. So they, the angel invites them in to look for themselves. Then go and quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, as I have told you, the so angel doesn't just uh, leave the women with nothing to do, but he's got an important task for them. Uh, just as Jesus said, you need to go and tell everybody he's risen from the dead, especially his disciples, and here's the place uh, to go next. Uh, so Jesus is going to have more instructions for you uh, in Galilee, and we're actually going to be studying those appearances of Christ. We're be talking about that and when Jesus did go before them to Galilee and, and what they saw and, and learned there. So, departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then Jesus met them and said to them, Good morning. And they came up to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Now, you can imagine the joy of the women as they saw Jesus with their own eyes. Not only was the body gone, but here they see the risen Jesus. And uh, you can imagine the mixture of emotions. I mean, so many so many times in life we get bad news, and we just sit around hoping, uh, just really hoping that 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 bad news is going to change, that we're going to wake up the next day and find it isn't true. Uh, our loved one maybe didn't die or, or this other bad thing didn't happen. We just keep hoping that it's, it's hard. It's sometimes it's even hard to believe. We we don't even want to believe it. We're sure there must be a mistake. It must be somebody else who died. Uh, and, and so we, against all hope, we hold on to hope and just slowly that hope fades away as we come to realize the truth of the bad thing that happened. But here <laughs> against all hope, the bad thing didn't happen, or it did happen, but but now it's undone, right? And Jesus lives, and and and, and is risen, and and uh, there's no what they thought was impossible was true, uh, and so just overcome with joy uh, to find uh, that the, the nightmare is over, and Jesus uh, didn't die; he he does indeed live, and they came, and the response to that fact that Jesus is risen, uh, they worship him, they. The awe and the joy, both, uh, that that we feel at the recognition that, that Jesus conquered death. Uh, then Jesus told them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they, they will see me there. Uh, you know, in one of the other gospel accounts, Jesus actually uh, told Mary, Do not cling to me. Uh, here he doesn't say specifically, do not cling to me, but he, he implies it, right? He says, uh, you, you have something to do you need to go and tell the disciples and it is important uh, Jesus wants the women to let go of the the physical uh, connection they have to him they've, they've spent the last few years uh, sitting at his feet talking to him personally seeing him with their eyes touching them with touching him with their hands but he wants them to let go of that physical connection and learn to connect to him spiritually and by faith uh, and to trust in his presence even when they cannot see him and touch him because of course, he has work. They have work to do. They need to go and talk to the disciples. He has work to do. Uh, he needs to ascend uh, to the right hand of God and rule all things for the good of the church. He has work to do, and he can't do it if he remains physically on this earth. If he remains limited in time and space, he he needs to ascend to the right hand of God to all power, all authority, all glory. And when he's there, when he's he's in that, when he's in heaven, so to speak, uh, he's not he's not physically on this earth then he's in a place where we can't see him with our eyes touch him with our hands but of course we can see him still with the eyes of faith and so he's preparing the women here right away uh, don't don't cling to me i i need to return to my father and you need to go out throughout all the earth you and the disciples proclaiming this wonderful joyful news uh, that i am risen from the dead uh, so the the women went and told the disciples and the disciples came to look for themselves, as we know. Uh, and, and found it to be true and went out through all the earth, and, and they told people who told people who told people till we hear it so we hear it to this day, and we, we're the ones, it's our turn now, to spread that message, uh, just as the women did so many years ago, that Jesus is risen from the dead. Uh, the resurrection of Christ, of course, is the center of our faith. Uh, Paul tells us about that in 1 Corinthians 15. He reminds us that if Jesus were not risen from the dead, the entirety of Christianity, the whole Christian faith would be absolutely pointless. Uh, we'd be wasting our time. But, of course, Jesus is risen from the dead. This is the, the central fact of our faith, uh, his resurrection proves everything that we believe uh, to be true. Uh, his resurrection proves that he is the Son of God with power, right? Uh, because no human, no ordinary human could uh, defeat death like this, right? His, his resurrection proves that his sacrifice was sufficient that God accepted it as the payment for the sins of the whole world uh, because if it hadn't been sufficient, uh, he would still be suffering, right? Uh, but the the sacrifice is complete, is sufficient, the payment is paid, and, and now death itself is conquered. Uh, his, his resurrection proves that every word of God is absolutely true and can be trusted uh, because the word of God had been prophesying from the beginning that Jesus would die and rise again. Uh, and that of course is the most ridiculous of all the prophecies of scripture. Uh, the hardest to believe that someone can rise from the dead and yet it's true. And so if the, the most extreme, <laughs> the most, uh, uh, unbelievable part of God's word is proven to be true, then surely we can trust all of God's word. Uh, his resurrection proves that our faith is not futile as we, as we just talked about in first Corinthians 15, That is not a waste of time. Uh, but it is the truth and that we can trust and hope in Jesus and uh, his resurrection proves that we too will rise uh, as he reminds us if he goes, if he leaves us to go to prepare a place, he will certainly come so that we may be there with him. He didn't die for his own sake uh, and he didn't rise for his own sake. Uh, If it was for his own sake, he wouldn't have bothered to come to this earth at all. He died and rose for our sakes, and therefore his resurrection is our resurrection, and we can rejoice and look forward to hope to the day in which we join him in heaven. Uh, Lord's blessings on your Sunday school lesson as always. Again, if you have any questions, give me a call or send me an email. Take care.